Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, KS1 at the Blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 3, and we're going to be talking about vaginas. This is the vagina monologue, and we're going to talk about womanhood and what it means for each one of us. I have two of my very good friends here, Rochelle, who is a new guest. And we have Kira. She has been here on the podcast for I don't know how many episodes. Probably like five of them. It don't even matter. Y'all know this voice already. It don't even matter. (laughs) So we're going to get started here and jump right into it. So (laughs) the first question I'm asked, and we're going to make it loose, make it fun, is if your vagina could talk, Mm. what would it say? Help. (laughs) I'm here. Help! I have arrived, bitch. <laughs> bitch! <laughs> That's what mine would say. I have arrived. You have arrived. I have arrived. Help. I think, I think Elder Series up. Mom would be like, We tired. <laughs> I'm tired. You tired. Truth Why is are we I'm doing tired. this? <laughs> oh! <clears throat> I don't even know. Yeah. Help <laughs> is all I can think of. Help me! That's what she's saying. Yeah. You, you got my answer. Especially during this quarantine. <laughs> we all need a little help. Alright. Mm. So. I, I want to discuss how women are uniquely raised. Like in our households. How. I mean you can draw on your personal experiences. But how do you think women are raised? I don't want to touch on that. No. Mm. She thinking her wheels. I don't know if you're thinking of you, <laughs> You're going to tell the people. <laughs> Just put y'all in. <laughs> All righty then. So, um, I'm thinking. Um, we're just, we're raised just to be stronger differently than our male counterparts. We already know that, like. Do you feel like it's different for, like, between races or just women in general? Or is that, like, a complex? I know it's a complex question. I can't really speak on races because... You don't know. I haven't been in another racist household as they yeah. raise their child. So, I can't really speak on how they raise their child. But I just know from my personal experience, like, I definitely... It was a difference. Right. They could say that... Your parents could say there was not a difference, but there's definitely a difference. Because you were raised along with your brother. Exactly. How do you feel that di- differed in, in ways? Um, Me, I, harsher. I was definitely in the house more. They would say it's, like, because of me and my behavior, but, like... The stuff that he did or I did, I feel like it was ain't no sin bigger than the other. That's what yeah. you always say. Ain't no sin bigger than the other. But if he did something, it was fine. Swept under the rug. Maybe got punished. Don't even know how many times he got punished. But he could count on his hand, toes, how many times I got punished. Because that's just me. I stay in trouble. Right. But we do the same stuff. How much you care? I mean, I know you was well, the only child. I'm the only child of here. <laughs> so, my mom was strict. I couldn't go. No. Where? Okay? Nowhere. Um, so, I mean, speaking from the only child perspective, I feel like I was raised, like, more strict. I, I mean, I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't go nowhere. I couldn't even, like, hang out. Like, I couldn't right. do nothing. Just, I don't know. I guess it was just because I was, you know, female or whatever, but I don't know. <laughs> and I never asked. I just was like, oh, okay, once I get out of the house, that's it. Right. So. I don't know, like, with Kira's situation, 
I feel like, I don't know, because me and you are single parents, we kind of know, like, Caleb is my best friend. Like, when mm-hmm. I don't see him, I be, like, in, in my feelings. Right. I have to be around him, like, all the time. Like, and Caleb I, is your son. He is, yes, my son. So, I think with you and your mom, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like she needed you to be <laughs> there with her. Because she, never mind. Oh, <laughs> she wasn't wasn't dead like that. She was at work. I was with my grandma, and she didn't want me to do nothing. <laughs> she want you to do nothing. nothing. And we'll get into you know why it maybe was, I mean, yeah. I but I know for me, I come from a long line of women. I have my mom and I have my sisters, mm-hmm. so I I didn't know a lot of the differences until like I you know heard other people's experiences. But I know like. <clears throat> it was instilled in me be strong and sometimes yeah. you, it's not by words that people teach you it's by their actions mm-hmm. by their experiences and you kind of draw upon this idea of what women should be like and especially when you're growing up in a household whatever morals or values that they hold to whatever high esteem is usually the ones that you adopt or pressure yourselves to you know live up to right and um i find myself either keeping some of those things or trying to break some of them throughout my journey. Yeah. Yeah, Throughout my journey as a woman. And so it's real. Like, I don't know. I couldn't remember that night when we were talking about this. You just like, yo, we got to talk about, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My mama probably rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, It might've been something like that, but like, I feel like it's a great uh, topic for us to discuss. It's so diverse. And I might, we might not cover all the stuff that comes with being a woman and what womanhood means, especially for a black woman, but part one, this part, part one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll see if we need to do a part two, but okay. That's a good first start for it. Um, so as far as womanhood, what were you taught about your, your bodies? What were you taught about your vagina? What were you taught about, you know, your Don't gender. Don't nobody come close to you. Your body is your temple. And, you know, like, little boys stay away. Boys stay away. You keep your stuff to yourself. Keep, keep your heart three stacks. Just don't even go out there. Don't even go outside. Damn, chill. I mean, that's what? just what it is. Like, don't even go outside. Like, I was always told no, 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 no. Never explanation as to why no. Yeah, it's just no. Just no. Did, why do you feel that was? Cause just that's I come from <clears throat> an old family. My grandma is ninety years old, right? So my mom is like get ready to be sixty. So and she's like at the bottom. So she's uh the second to the last child. My grandma had ten kids. Mm. So I come from a, a family that just brought up on tradition and just an old way of thinking, an old way of living, right? So. It's breaking away now because the newer generation, they're, like, trying to shy away from all of that. But, like, me, it's still affecting me because my mom is, you know what I'm saying? older. And we we kind of, yeah. So, she was just on me all the time. It's just, that's how she was raised. Right. Yeah. And we touched on that earlier. We were having, like, a sidebar conversation when I was over at uh, Kira's house. And that's why I wanted to talk about this as a generational. I know we only have one generation here right now, but we can draw on the experiences like the way your mother raised you and the way her mother raised her is very different. And 
for our bodies, the conversation we were having earlier, like, how do you feel that you were encouraged or either discouraged to, like, explore your body or even you were talking about, like, the whole pregnancy part of it? I was never taught to, I was never encouraged (laughs) for anything. Like, it was always like, nah, don't do that. And I... I feel like it was because, like, she didn't want me to get pregnant and she didn't want me to go through the what she went through, but kind of went through the same thing or whatever. But she was trying to prevent me from what she went through. But I'm just like, bro, you know, it's life. I'm going to yeah. go through what I go through or whatever. But so I think that's why she kind of sheltered me and kept me in the house or whatever, trying to prevent stuff from happening or whatever. Um. But, yeah, I was never, like, encouraged to explore my body or, like, be free. How did that affect you and your experiences, like, being pregnant or having sex or even just, like, embracing your body? And I did, I snuck and did stuff a lot because I was just like, why I can't explore this? Like, what's what's the problem with it or whatever? No explanation. Yeah, just telling me no. You're not telling me why. And I think that's a lot of... With our parents, like they feel like they can't, they don't have to explain stuff, and I'm just like, what? I have nothing to go off of, but right. you're telling me no, but you're not saying why, you're not explaining like why you feel this way or whatever, and they just feel like, oh, my word is that, my word, that's it, I don't have to give you nothing, right? That's that, that's that old way of thinking, yeah. like what I say is law, and there should be no reason. I'm the adult, so I don't have to explain myself, yeah. right? And like at this point. Like, I feel like that's just a cop-out. Like, they don't really have a reason as to why they say no to half of the stuff they do. Because they probably weren't giving They just wasn't giving the option. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just like, okay, it's a different time. Now, they want to hit you with the... Now that they have grandkids, now they want to hit you with the, it's a different time. hmm Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm... And, like, again, I don't know. Maybe grandma advocated for us. You know what I'm saying? It's a different time. But it ain't work. It definitely did not work. Yeah. yeah, my grandma, she would she would say, like, some of the stuff she says for Jordan, but, like, my mom was just like, no, she's not doing that or whatever. Like, mm. I feel like I'm making y'all sad. No. <laughs> y'all feel like y'all reflecting real hard right but now. Stuff, like, like, this is stuff that we deal, I, I know personally, this is stuff that I deal with still as yeah. an adult. Right. Because, like, the way that my mom raised me, it definitely shaped me into being the person that I am. Right. Like, I, like, criticizing myself, you know what I'm saying? Just, I have to, I'm very competitive. Right. That's just me. I have a competitive nature. I don't know if it's because of, I had an older sibling who was first and he was a boy and he was the only one that lived in the the house with my grandma. So, he got treated differently. Right. By everybody. Mm -hmm. So, on both sides of the family, like my dad's side and my mom's side, everybody like asked about him. But then it's like, hello, I'm here. You know, it's just like the idea, like but, nothing special about a woman. You just exactly, yeah. So, I, my experience was a little different. I can't say that, and I'm realizing that now. Um, when I was younger, there were definitely some things that were encouraged, and some stuff like it's just like you have this this outline and you know not to ask questions too much or go outside of the idea of what you're supposed to be mm-hmm. right that going back uh, to the first episode the good girl like i'm sorry like it's always going to co- come up because this is something that is really ingrained in us that we need to break but my mom was the ultimate is the ultimate good girl you know what I'm saying morals values the way that she treats her her children mm-hmm. all that stuff so when it came to stuff like that 
I definitely had an idea of the woman I was supposed to be mm-hmm. because my my sisters follow suit, mm-hmm. you know, into the idea of what a woman is supposed to be. But the thing that I did have in my, I say my teenage years was my mom. I'll never forget. I'll tell this story. She took me, it was like my 16th, maybe 15th birthday. And they took me to, to Kato's, girl. You know? Okay, because Kato's okay. Kato. Listen, on, the church, on the church office. And not the, even the, that. The little pants. But they had, the, they had the, little, the good bras and stuff there, too. She took me there. They brought me, like, a couple sets. And she was like, Some jury. You know, she, I guess she, yeah. this was the closest we got to a sex talk. And she was just like, if you feel sexy in your own skin, you'll never have to put yourself out there for somebody else to make you feel sexy. And it was so simple, but it was something that stuck with me enough for it to like be something I still do. You know what I'm saying? I buy, I make myself feel special. I still buy myself lingerie. Mm -hmm. And just that simple conversation with my mom and with my older sister helped me to embrace being a feminine woman, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way that I don't think a lot of people get to to do it with the older parent because my mom is on the older end too she's get me the line 61 62 so she she was always the older parent you know and um i don't know i just always remember that story because it helped me to start my journey even though you know there there definitely definitely some things that still got to be broken for me to fully embrace who i am but uh yeah Mm. Y'all you know who you are, like as a person, as a person yeah. or as a woman, as a woman, as I don't think as a person and as a woman. Because I mean, you can your overall. <clears throat> do you feel like you? I think it's the first time somebody asked me a question on LVF podcast. <laughs> Come on, know, throw it with you, it. You you throwing it out there. I want to know what you, what you think. Like I think that the idea of womanhood mm-hmm. is something that is personal. And it's something that changes if it changes with the person. I, I don't think I think right now I'm embracing a lot of who I am as a woman, mm-hmm. but it might not be who I am a year down the line because yeah. I might change as a person and my ideas of, of what I'm supposed to be or do or feel or any of those things might change. Right. Especially when you have a, have a kid. And the way I woman is not necessarily the way that you a woman or the way that you would do it. You know, so I think that it's just embracing yourself as a woman is embracing yourself as a person. And the more you do that, the more you define yourself, regardless of what men say, women say, society says, it doesn't matter. You know, so it's one of those things that I'm curious about because it's never going to get boring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's always going to be challenging. Yep. Always going to be challenging. I don't care if you didn't d- identify yourself as a man. If you still got female parts, you're going to be challenged in this society regardless, you know. So, yeah. But it's one of the most beautiful experiences. I can't, I mean, shit, I've never been a man, so, <laughs> no. I know. But exactly. <laughs> the things that I think is so much beauty and struggle And that's what black womanhood is. You know, we struggle a lot, but we persevere a lot. We survive. We endure, but we also create. We innovate. 
we we just we the shit like i don't know we the blueprint (laughs) go ahead and say it we the blueprint always you already know anything popular culture comes back to a black woman like without a doubt so do you feel you know yourself as a woman um i can (laughs) i can say that i am at a better place Mm. preach than I was in the past. So, is it clear? No. But, I damn sure it ain't that foggy as it was. Yeah. I can see a little light. I can see a little shimmer in the distance. But before it was just darkness. It was just straight fog. Like, a year ago today, from now, like, I was in a bad place. In why, a bad you, why place. Why was that? Um, just I don't know. I guess just it finally hit me that I'm a single mom. I'm out here struggling financially, mentally, physically. I don't. I don't. I have help, but I don't have in-house help. Yeah. Like, and I can talk to my mom about certain stuff, but she does. She didn't know how I feel to be a single parent. So she couldn't relate to it. Exactly. Because, yeah, like, she had my brother, but she also lived with my grandma for a little bit when she first had my brother. So me, when I had... Caleb, I never went home. Like, I never went back home. So, right. I... It's different. So, talking to her about financially struggling to pay my bills. Do you feel like, she's empathetic to it, though? Because you could not be in the same situation and still be no, empathetic to someone else. No. Okay. Because she never, she never, never went, went through, through it. it. She never went through it. So, she don't know how it feels to goddamn not pay this bill this month so I can cover for the bill that was passed through last month. Right. So, trying to talk to her, I'd rather just not talk to her about certain stuff. I feel like, especially with a lot of older parents and, you know, not, not throwing shade on anybody, but because we are raised to be strong black women. That's the mentality that that's like throughout life. Exactly. You can't You can't come to another strong black woman sometimes and be like yo i'm struggling i need help because the mentality is oh you'll figure it out you got it i did it i should be able to come to you and vent to you even if you don't have a solution for me at at the time i should be able to feel like it's a safe space when i come to you and feel like i need to talk it's not a safe space for me. So, like, right? I don't really talk to my mom about deep things because it's not a safe space for me. Right. I feel attacked. Yeah. And nobody wants to feel attacked. So, I'd rather just, you know what I'm saying, say my high buys. I might talk to her about certain stuff, but, like, the deep stuff, I I just know that I can't right. talk to her about that. And it's messed up. Like, I wish I had a closer relationship with, mom, with my mom. And it's better than it was. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when I was a teenager, like, me and my mom did come to blows before. Like, it's definitely better than it was. Right. But it's not where I needed to be. And how do you feel like that affects your journey, like, in your, like, womanhood? Everybody needs their mom. Every yeah. woman needs their mom. Like, your mom is kind of, like, we don't want to admit it, but we're we're more like our, our mother than we, we, we want to admit. Oh, I already know. Like... <laughs> Sometimes the stuff that I do, the way that I say stuff, mm-hmm. I just be like, Lord have mercy, I'm turning into this woman every day. But, and I need her to show me, like, show me the way. Like, nice. show me the way to be a better mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Show me the way to be a wife. So I can know how to find me or how to be a wife when right. I do get a husband. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, show me 
how to be a woman. You want to speak on that a little bit? Because I know we touched on it, you know, me and you, but... I mean, she definitely it's pretty much what she's saying. Like, you know, you you th- grow up thinking like, okay, I can always go to my mom and my mom's going to be there and we're going to be cool, you know, okay, she's like going to be in my corner. Like the TV stuff. But when that, that damn fog, that smoke clear and you see your mom for what she really is, and, like, that beautiful picture that you painted ain't really that beautiful. And, like, you go to your mom one day about some real shit and she ain't really there for you. Or she, like, ignore you type shit. Yeah, that shit, uh, it'll make you go into your little hole and never come out. Like, when your mom, like, not really there. Like, she not your safe space that you need her to be. Right. So, yeah. I think that is what has helped me. Um, because I do have those safe spaces. It might not be as deep. Because I think the thing I said earlier was we love deep. But sometimes the way we interact with each other is very surface, right? You never yeah. have those in-depth conversations. Like, yeah, right. We just but I realize it's me. My mom, she wants to talk to me about some stuff. She wants to talk to me about my relationship. She wants to talk to me about sex. And I'm just, because I'm always in the dominant protector role with her. Mm. From, you know, different mm-hmm. experiences in my childhood, I don't open up on that level. So I'm like, I don't want to talk about it with you. But it's been moments where I have broken down and I've been able to call her. You know what I'm saying? And when I look back on it, the way that affected me is it's made me more empathetic. It's made me realize that, you know, different things about myself that either I need to work on or either that are actually good qualities that I didn't recognize before. Yeah. So... In my journey, it has been one of those situations where I have someone who is trying their best to try to guide me through. The trouble that I'm finding is a lot of the paths that I'm taking Mm -hmm. is paths that she didn't take. It's Mm -hmm. paths that my sisters didn't take. Mm -hmm. And so my journey is so much different than theirs in some ways that. It's a disconnect when it comes to trying to coach me through yeah. some stuff, you know, because you can be empathetic, like you said, mm-hmm. you can you can try to be as understanding. But until you are actually it's so much better when you can guide somebody through an experience that you've already been through. Yeah. Um, and so they had the very traditional ideas of what womanhood was. Right. You know get married have the kid get the house you know that was and it's a beautiful thing as a mm-hmm. woman to be able to have and do those things but my idea wasn't a you know that of myself and so now i'm finding that me trying to rework how womanhood was brought in my life mm-hmm. is causing that issue where i have this big gap between what i was taught and what i actually am mm-hmm. so i don't know I mean, I, I feel like that's two good sides that most people deal with, like, you know, your situations and then also mine is, it's like, even when you try your best or even if you need to try a little bit harder, <laughs> you know, we're still lacking something mm-hmm. as millennial women in our journey. Yeah. I don't know. Do you feel like it was different, like, for your mom and your grandma? Um, I just know, like, from what my mom tells me, her and my grandma were very, very close. But they 
my grandma got married at 16. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Back in those days, getting married at 16, not finishing high school, you know what I'm saying? Barely knowing how to read and write was normal. Having kids to help you in the field was normal. So, like, she was straight. She was very straight for what my mom said. My grandma was very straight. And my mom was the same way. Like, they always be laughing about how they love to be. Oh, your mama love to beat people. She go grab the belt. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's what they do. That's how they discipline. So, it it was just no, straight up no. Like, my grandma was straight to the point where my mom took her brother to prom. Do you, do you see the connection between those two things, though? Um... Like the idea that your mom was strict on you, but she in her mind she probably be like I would, I, but I'm she not as strict as my mom. Yeah, so I didn't take my brother to prom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't that strict, right? But I had to be at the house in the house at eleven. Yeah. Well, prom started at eight, eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> So really by the time by 9 30, like yeah. you if be I don't be on CP time, you know what I'm saying? So and people and don't was, come to this. And it was hard. For, it's like still is now. Like I, I never got to do stuff like here, like here say, like going places. People don't even they never invited me to places. Why? Cause they know your mom gonna say no, and if exactly. she do, if you she do let you go out, you gotta be home so early. Ain't no need for us to even let you ride, cause we gotta take you back to the house. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm not laughing. At, I'm just laughing <laughs> at the way you said it. You, I mean, that's just what it was. So I had to sneak around. I had to manipulate, lie, weasel my way to to do whatever to I felt like I needed to yeah. to do. To get out here, these or when I was, was able to go, I used to just stay out because, like, I already know I'm gonna get in trouble anyway. anyway. So I might as well just stay out. <laughs> Bump it. I definitely with my mom. She had a mother who she didn't have a, the greatest relationship with. Right? Mm-hmm. It was that situation where she was always trying to get her love. She was trying to earn it. You know, what I'm saying, thinking it was something wrong with her. And there are definitely things. I don't know the full story, but just, you know, seeing my mom and seeing how much she's hurt from that relationship still. And my grandma isn't here anymore. She tells us all the time. She was like, I, I decided I was going to be different with my kids. Mm-hmm. So the things that she did were all in an effort to make sure she was covering down on the things that she had been lacking from her mom. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean she was taking account always what we were lacking as just individuals, right? I feel like she did a my mom did a great job in a lot of different ways, but I do understand that most women are just trying to be better than their mom. Yeah. Or trying to be as good as their mom, you know, depending on how good that relationship was. But sometimes you have to take the kids into account what they need, what they want, you know, what's going to be, you know, best for their experience as a woman out in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you are just so focused on, being better than a shadow then you're not going to be able to really you know help nurture what's right in front of you right yeah that's true so damn i don't know i feel like this this was supposed to be one segment but we just we didn't picked off some of my other ones but um i'm gonna bring it back to something a little light so, <laughs> so what's what's special about vaginas Ooh. Never mind. <laughs> the you? word vagina in itself. Listen. Well, why you say that? You see how that thing looked? 
Got that thing set up in my The fact that <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say yours. I said, come on. I said, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. You get a little rough to live, Did we just do the damn sex therapist and shit? Shit, we might need to tap back in, goddamn. <laughs> Must have missed that one. <gasps> but you said, <laughs> you, you, you didn't listen to it? Oh, you should have been here for that one. Y'all, this one. Let me check on oh. this one. Uh, I don't know if I got, got a question. I'm sorry, y'all. I am so sorry. TT writing about something. I'm going to move Ooh, closer. Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Spirit wants to Black women strong is used as excuse by women and men to not offer support needed in friendships or romantic relationships. Girl, yep. you better talk that talk. Hey, y'all. Let me see. All right, so if y'all have... Tell the spirit needs some attention. No, oh, Photoshop me in that pic. <laughs> I told him you was gonna have Child, questions. child. <laughs> Alright, but if y'all have questions, y'all can definitely um Or just chime in yeah. in the comments. I need a little yak in my cup. Oh look, chill. <laughs> we got that. We still recording. I'm sorry, y'all. Got time. Right. I'm still on the podcast. Y'all, we are also doing a live right now, so I apologize for any delays in the listening um sorry. section of this, but you said the word vagina is special. In what way do you feel like it's special? Um, everything about a vagina is special. If you not break it down for me, so it can forever and consistently. When be your broken. vagina is clean, <laughs> let me say that everything is special about a vagina. Like it's a self cleaning oven. That too. Yeah. <laughs> Keep you warm at night. But just, just the, so I feel like that our vaginas, <laughs> Sorry, woman. when you embrace yourself as a woman, right, if you identify as a woman mm-hmm. and you connect to your vagina, regardless of it, we're connected by it, right? How many times have you been around somebody and you're sink, you're sync with them? Um, all of us, they call it. Oh my like, God. That's not at Me and you still to this day. <laughs> That's not really? like when Christmas started. When you crashed up on that couch, it was something serious. <laughs> Crystal, let's oh, basically, so we already we already do. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, but that be that's just. But then even that, our cycles are aligned yep. with the tide, the moon. You know what I'm saying? It's Straight, amazing. Stressed out, like even your emotions can trigger right. your how everything flows down there. Like, it's yeah. crazy how the things you eat. Yes. How yes. you how much sleep you get, like what you drink, all that affects down there. Right. Like, so you have the to peach. The peach. <laughs> Do you believe in Yanni, the Yanni steaming and all of that stuff? Yeah. Like have I you looked, looked into it? Like, yeah. I haven't tried it yet, but I believe I believe it. I've looked into it and I said I it's it's definitely experience we I want to try at together. least once. We should all go do it together. Steam your cooch. Yeah. yeah. But T P U too. <laughs> you know she gonna dates and shit for future references y'all. the quarantine is over just to she let said, y'all know she, said, she tried it a couple times oh you did I just seen my for JJ once or twice it's I mean I mean how do you what, feel you feel what, fresh afterwards or y'all still ain't got wax yet me neither I'm, I'm scared <laughs> <laughs> still in it. still in the shower. <laughs> okay. Okay. Leg be strong. Now I'm you keep you, going. Cause that will add some age. You, you know you the clumsy one. You need to be able to wrench up that. Your leg will be able to do she that little. Said, she said that burn her cooch. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, T. 
You might have had that shit too hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> did you let it simmer down some? <laughs> or maybe she went to Sim, somebody else that did it. You did it by yourself or somebody she else? She probably went to one of those uh, spas. Or you probably wait. So just just even that the fact that we can give birth, right? Yeah. The fact that it it just the way it happens, like regardless of whether you have a cesarean or not, you know what I'm saying? The way that the act of you getting impregnated works. You know what I'm saying? Your orgasm is basically you helping the sperm pulsate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Granted, you know, (laughs) that's not always the case if you're taking safe sex practices, but just the way our bodies are made, and specifically our sex organs, for for a woman, I think it's an important part for us to pay attention Amazon. to. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We looking at the comments on the live, but yeah, we got to keep in mind we got people listening to y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> All right. So segment two is what is womanhood, and I feel like we kind of cover most of this shit. Um, so, so one thing I think we didn't cover is what do you feel like you learned about womanhood from men <clears throat> that they don't deserve to experience it? Well, shit. I'm just saying they don't appreciate it. They don't. They don't. I mean, it's the true statement. I, I agree. <laughs> Y'all still not answering the question I asked. I mean, man, go ahead, shit. Um, I can't say this about a man. Well, if first they, of all, I was um, let me let me go back to my statement because I'm not not men, niggas, boys. <laughs> they don't appreciate it. Dicks. You know, I got the uh, niggas. <laughs> when hey, you find a man, niggas. he he gonna appreciate the woman. Talking to the niggas. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what you was saying, show? Um, I but, say like as a man. For what I've learned just from watching my brother and my dad, mm-hmm. like, if they really love a woman, they'll move a mountain. But a man. That's why I said a man. On, that's what I'm saying. Emphasis on men. Men. She's still talking men to the niggas. Will move. Niggas. <laughs> they niggas. will move it's mountains. Niggas. She's talking to the niggas, y'all. <laughs> a man. They will move mountains. Yeah. They will walk a it's thousand a miles. See those. Like, when a man, like... Really is giving his all yeah, into it. It's, it's very sexy. It's, it's beautiful very, very to see sexy. it as as a as a couple, like seeing them having that shared energy and thrive. And you for can each see other. it. Yeah. You can see it when oh, they don't even have to say of it. a couple who is really and truly in love. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to. You can see it in their in life. Love. Yeah, their life glow. You know what I'm saying? They getting blessed from all corners because mm-hmm. the energy that they're inviting into their lives is based on the love that they're receiving and the happiness mm-hmm. that they feel. It, it, you can see it yeah. so yeah I feel like you know they show me that it is possible but they have also shown me that they can take advantage of women who do put themselves out there that are ready for the possibility of right. the next step but when they're not ready they just you know what I'm saying instead of them telling you like I ain't really looking for that right now right I'ma just finesse you a little. I'ma finesse you a little bit, or I'ma just maybe catch feelings, but not really catch feelings. Don't know if I got feelings. Don't know what feelings are because I kind of got feelings for you too. I think I kind of got feelings. I don't know because I don't know myself. Feelings for you, you and you. So what I've learned from them also is to learn my myself. But that's what that's kind of what I want (laughs) to touch on. It's like, like as as a little girl, Mm -hmm. what did you learn from your dad about what it meant to be a woman? 
how like the same way that you say your mom did it i feel like equally men have a hand in that too so what did you learn womanhood was just from their relationship from his relationship with you what he taught you those types of things my dad taught me to don't rely on a nigga which makes you already have a trust issue because I dare go oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, not you, but I'm saying for me, but like that. If a but let him be a man. Don't rely on a man, but right. if you have a man, let him be a man. Stop making excuses for a man why he can't be a man, and let him do the things that a man's supposed to. Do. My dad like, taught me he'd that always be person. like, if if you have a man, my brother and my dad have both like stopped talking to me for months because. They feel like if I'm dealing with somebody, I should not be calling their phone about a dilemma that I'm having. Mm-hmm. That's real. <clears throat> like, if you got a man, why you calling me about your tire flat? You on the side of the road. Where your man at? Like, why, if you got a man, why you telling me your car declined in the store? He can't see you no money. Like, if you got a man, where he at? <laughs> so... <laughs> I definitely learned that from my dad. Like my dad, I don't care if I if my car don't start outside right now, and I call my daddy, he come, he gonna cuss me out, but he coming, and that's just what it is. I feel like I got that too, but it was in two parts. So my dad taught me by his actions of not taking care of certain stuff like that, and seeing my mom struggle a little bit. So I kind of like I'm not going through that. Mm-hmm. But he also did instill in me some good stuff where it's just like he told me the very exact words: have more than one. If a nigga bigger than you, pick up a brick. That was two. That was that was Johnny isms. That's what we gonna call him, <laughs> Johnny isms. And he was like, um, never rely on a, on a man to do anything for you. And that that stuck with me too, cause that conversation we was having was it yesterday on the phone. I'm like, shit. I'm not. I check my own fucking oil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my, if I get a flat tire, tire I'm gonna I'm hitch that bitch up and change it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When it comes to building stuff, I, if if you say you coming and you gonna do it, I might wait for a second. But I, I ain't gonna beg you. I'm you not gonna beg you, you and I'm not gonna wait. Friday, if it's the following, I'm Wednesday, not waiting. It might be up because you say you come Friday. It's a whole other Wednesday, bro. Like I didn't, I didn't went on YouTube and figured it out. Yeah, but when I think about how I, it started off with me as a girl, my dad was very careful with me. He was very delicate. He used to do my hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my dad. He used to baby babysit me. My dad used to do my hair. My daddy taught right. me. My daddy wasn't the one that taught me how to wash my private parts. Yeah. Like that, as weird as it is, my dad was <laughs> when you get babysat by your dad. Like my dad was the one who told me how to wash my private parts. Yeah. My dad was the one that let me know that you can't be too rough with the private parts either. Because yeah. as a man, they don't really know that they be a little too hard. But <laughs> he showed me how to wash my private parts, and I mean, I appreciate my dad for that. Like my dad, I can really when I think about it, like. I was really a daddy's girl. I've been with my dad more than I was around my mom. So those are the positive things. What are, what are the... Well, I think we already spoke to some of the negative stuff about womanhood. Because I definitely realized, you know, from men in my life that you really got to be careful out here. You can't... You have to be strong. You have to be. Cause when and then they tell us... Nobody you have to be. It's, it's, it's not It's not an it's option be, It's anymore. because when you were vulnerable and you were naive and you were, mm-hmm. like, just all damn deer headlights, they took advantage of you. Like, yeah. So... You let me down, so don't worry about it. Exactly. Okay. What do you think society teaches us about womanhood? 
um, it's they threatened by it. Obviously, how do y'all feel about all this? All these laws, or not? Like, if they coming at me or not? I mean, they gonna either come at you sideways or they go they say it to the side. But they threatened by a womanhood, black womanhood at that. Yeah, they are very threatened by us. How do y'all feel about all these laws that are kind of dictating to women? I don't want to say dictating because that's bias already. But how do you feel like a, a lot of the laws have been going on when it comes to like? Reproductive rights and stuff like that. Tell women what they can do with their bodies. Yeah, basically. I just feel like, <laughs> how you gonna tell me about something you ain't got? Okay. I know they had this one. I, but shit, I can't remember the the state. I want to say maybe Georgia. I don't know. Probably Alabama. One of them. It was like one that. of them, but a whole panel of white men did take into Sound women. Like Alabama, Georgia. What they like can't they can and cannot do with their bodies, and I'm like, you might not agree with something, Can but it's still not your place. <laughs> still okay. not your place, but uh, but the the crazy part for me is with any of this is like you have so much to say about women and their bodies, but yet. Maternity leave is usually not an option for a lot of women. If you do take maternity leave, that usually means that promotion is that much more harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't take into account, you know, having to deal with the stresses <laughs> of being pregnant mm-hmm. or dealing with all, and still all dealing with all the equality that comes with just being a woman in society and earning less than men. Who are probably mediocre compared to what you're doing and expected to do is yeah. it's a lot, but that's what society tells me. It's like it doesn't value womanhood until it's it's a need for it. And right now it hasn't they haven't seen an actual need for women in the way that they should. Um and Unless so they hurt and so they're they're unappreciative. Unless they hurt and yeah. then they wanna come run to our bosoms and wanna be coddled right. and stuff. Oh, of course. You talking about like, that struggle, love, and shit. This <laughs> in general, like America in general, like just with things. Like, Are you on Joe Biden know? right now? Not to get too political, but we all know Joe Biden really? ain't really know hey. what the fuck going on. He don't even know what day it is, probably. <laughs> but what he saying he want right now, he want a woman to run with him. Yeah, he did say uh, Abrams. What's her name? Georgia. She ran um, for governor. Yeah. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she would definitely change some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would definitely, because they had a study out about how the virus is being handled the best in certain countries, and the common denominator was women were in charge. Yep. And so I'm just like, they that's. Sit your ass down. What you, <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> Didn't I tell you, sit your ass down? I told you, what, I told you before this happened what to buy. And now you know. The whole Caribbean. <laughs> okay. Let's I told you get the hurricane kit ready. She <laughs> said. And you didn't. So now she said if you ain't got cereal, eat crackers. Eat crackers. <laughs> she gave you options. She said your sardine. She said that. She said. <laughs> she said, said regardless, you still ain't going nowhere. Go sit down. Oh. All right. So how do you feel like millennial womanhood differs from like other generations? Man, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I know I got to ask these questions, man. I mean, we kind of touched on it, like you know, all the generations I think, before. I think, we're, I think we're trying. I think millennial women. Some of us are trying to get back to our roots, and some of us are trying to. It's definitely different. You definitely have your women who are traditional, traditional, and then you have your women who are. They aspire to be pushing the envelope. That 
chase of the bag. Oh, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I get what you say. Right. It's too extreme. Yeah, it is. You it, it's a and then you have battle. It's in a the constant battle. Yeah. Like it's a constant battle. Like I constantly see me like women, like especially where I'm from. I'm traditional. I'm quiet. I'm a homebody. All of that stuff. Most of the girls where I'm from, they body body. Mm-hmm. So, but do you <laughs> feel like you your mom's definition of traditional? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> you know nah. what I'm saying? I so know. I feel like but I'm you know, they always I'm gonna up. be. And I probably was more traditional when I was younger and I was forced to be that yeah. way. But now that I'm damn near thirty, she gonna take this this how it is. Hello. <laughs> this me. Good morning. You raised me. This is But for real, like they Finish they gonna give you the side eye. Like they don't Oh, you already listen, know you the side eye. Skin. You say something. Like, I wore a crop top. It was a, when we was going to New Orleans, I wore a crop top. My mom was like, why are you wearing that in the airport? Girl, I was shopping in Target. You gonna wear that? <laughs> mom, you know, first of all, calm down. She Look, was like, you in the That was the next segment, how you said, like, our body is our temple. That's drained, you know, drilled into our head or whatever. But Don't it definitely. Don't get no yes. I literally got another hole in my ear. And I still got talked about. Like it was somewhere else. So guess what? I got me two piercings that was somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like when I when I still get it on my ear, you talk shit. So I'ma just go get what somewhere else. Like it don't yeah. matter because nothing pleases you. I Why you got two holes in you and you only need one? <laughs> I remember being a teenager and I I went and did the little Fake tattoo on the brow. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, when I tell that, you, yeah. my mama lost her shit. Like she really thought it was a real, real tattoo. tattoo, and she was like, oh, "Oh my god, we got to go back to the beach. He got to get that off you." I was like, "How you gonna get it off?" And what was like nineteen twenty? No, this is this was. I think I was like sixteen or whatever. When I said she lost her shit, she lost her shit. I was just like, "Bro, it's not even that deep." So probably like some couple, Kente, um, what a, time? What else? I don't know. <laughs> but I know. But when I got my first tattoo, like she didn't talk to me for like a week. I'm just like, bro, what? My mama just seems so having to walk in and see mine because I ain't even. Tell I put her. mine on Facebook. I ain't care. Like my mama's so traditional. I ain't even tell her. Like most of the monumental shit that you supposed to tell your parents, I don't tell her until I have to tell her. Yep. You know what I told my mom when I'm pregnant? <laughs> when you six months. What? I don't know. Four and a half, damn near five. I was about to find out what the fuck I've been having. And I've been grown when I got pregnant. Like, yeah, 25. I was, I, was, like, yeah, I was scared too. But so when I told her, she was, I mean, she was excited for the most part. But, like, just the stressors up until I got pregnant, like, everything was, like, my cycle. I used to, I used to throw up. Oh, you pregnant? What you doing? I'm like, how? Uh, I'm in the house with you. Where I've been at? <laughs> I'm just like where I'm getting it in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm confused, but like everything was oh you pregnant. Oh or you better not be pregnant, you know, type yeah. stuff or whatever. So just like all right. I definitely I don't know if it's because I'm a millennial, but my mom will tell you to this day, she was like, You was my rebellious child. And it all started when I decided to join the job I joined. Oh yeah, <laughs> they already know. But okay, she, well yeah, some of them. But but she she did not like it. I think partly because oh, she yeah. was afraid, but also because I was a female and mm-hmm. she knew it was going to be hard for Same. me. And then from there, I, once I made that decision, I was just like, I'm grown. Much. And so tattoos, life decisions. Yeah. She already knows. She just be like, well. 
But the newest thing has been, like I said, the whole idea of, you know, my body is a temple and things like that is the way I embrace myself and my body, Mm -hmm. the way I dress, the way I interact with it, pictures I post. She she's very uncomfortable. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I shall show the picture. I didn't put it out yet, but I shall show the picture. She was like, no. "That's why your mama be happy." That. It's not that oh. one, but it's another one. Come on. It's the one I showed yeah. you. But it's cute. But it you can tell it's artistic. But it again, they it's don't just get how it. They, were they don't get like, it. My mom had the audacity. Like when I was actively looking for a job. She had the audacity to tell me that I probably didn't get a job because I got a nose ring. Wow. Like, criticism like that all my life, like, I'm good, but I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm good enough, but I'm not great. Right. It's always always gotta be something. It always gotta be something. Like, so... Or the idea of, like, your mom, like... Living vicariously through you, like everything oh, you do, and yeah. she's just like, "Oh, I wish I could have did that," or "Oh, I did this something Instead. similar," or <laughs> yeah, that gets exhausting too. Because I'm just like, okay, like what's my mom's ain't proud of the fact that she ain't did shit. Well, I think that's that's up. the difference with millennial women. It's not. So- it's, it's a, a constant choice. struggle. It's a but constant it's, But it's the choice. Whether you want to be out here in the streets ratchet as hell or whether you want to be traditional, we are choosing for mm-hmm. ourselves. I yeah. feel like a lot of our parents, our grandparents, whether it was a safety, a security, they made decisions because society didn't give them too much room for anything else, right? Yeah. Especially, like, they gave them a my box. mom was a little girl and segregation was still going on. Mm-hmm. She's only 60. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, for them, a lot of that choice was taken out of the equation. If you wanted to be safe, if you wanted to be secure, if you want to be taken care of, you had to do these certain things. Mm-hmm. And our generation is coming, and we can choose. And so that choice, with that choice comes fear, comes risk, comes a lot of things that they're not used to having to deal with in their own decision making. And it challenges a lot of the ideas that they have of what a woman should be and what a woman is. Yeah, but it also gets exhausting when you got to constantly fight your parents and, and fight society. society at the same time. And yourself. Like, and, yourself. and yourself. So it's just like a constant battle all the way around. You never like, you can never have a free moment. Like, because yeah. it's always something no matter where you go. Oh man! It's your parents. You, you ain't supposed to cut them off. <laughs> what? What? I'm just saying that toxicity got to go. <laughs> That's real a <laughs> it is real toxic, for real. So, <laughs> ooh, let me try to end on a good note. I'm running out of cards. I mean, can, it, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I love my mom. Note. Like it, you had like no love my parents. I didn't it. It's not a bad. It's not. Not trying to make this to be like, oh, my mama just ain't do right. Ain't shit. But yeah, I really uh, feel like my, she did the best that, that she could with what she what she knew to do. You know, she, she was, was trying to really, that too. Because I'm just like my mom. She was a single mom trying to figure it out, like I am today. You know, I get it, but I'm just like, bro, I, I needed you to be there for me. I needed you to guide me. I needed you to get it get it together. A little bit for me. Think I need about, you to be a nurturer, not a dictator. Yeah, that part. You know, get it together enough to guide me through some of the stuff where I had to go through alone because I knew if I came to you, you was gonna cuss me out, you know, or fuss fuss about it, or even shut down and not even talk to me at all about right. the situation. So, 
So how do you feel like we can embrace what it means to be a woman for your own definition? Like what, what steps are you taking to embrace your womanhood? Healing from past childhood childhood traumas. (laughs) Just, you know, taking a day one day at a time, one step at a time, like being gentle with myself because nobody was gentle with me. Mm -hmm. You know, they, I had to be strong. I had to, fight my way to where I am today you know I had I had help not gonna say I didn't I had support but you know just it was hard like me being the only child and a female like it was it was rough for me at least um but like I said I love my mom dearly and she did the best that she could you know with the times or whatever because she ain't had help but I just feel like now it's like looking back on on my childhood and stuff it's like i know what not to do or i know that i need to be soft in this area and still be strong in this area and stern in this area when it comes to my child you get versatile you don't have to be one note you don't have to be you you don't have to be just soft it's a lot of choices that you have or just strict you you can choose to embrace all the aspects of yourself as a woman and when to do it Without having to care what anybody else thinks. And like I said, it goes back to we are choosing to do those mm-hmm. things now. That's why we get, I think that's that's another reason why we get the side eye because we have a choice. and they Yeah. Because people yeah. do harbor resentment sometimes whenever they see someone else doing something that they themselves chose not to do or feel yeah. like they didn't have a choice to, to do themselves. You and your feeling shit. Sure. No. <laughs> Over here, the how do you feel like you are uh embracing your womanhood what are what steps are you taking to embrace it um definitely learning myself just who i am as a person what i want to be yeah um to say that i'm almost 30 like i really don't know what i want to be when i grow up (laughs) that's it changes every day So like learning my 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 skills, my hidden talents, my skills, yeah, um, what I'm good at, just just learning who I am as a, just an overall human being. Yeah, I think for me is not being ashamed of myself, what I like, what I'm drawn to, and letting go of other people's perception of what I should be, and standing on my own like even if whether it fails whether you know it's celebrated whatever I choose to do with my mind my body my spirit if I'm okay with it then allowing myself to not feel guilty for it knowing that it's okay right I chose to do it right Mm -hmm. allowing myself to just be who I am yeah and understand that I'm not gonna always get it right you know what I'm saying? Because that's also, I feel like I added pressure as a yeah. black woman. It's like this, this, like un- this thing you have and to be perfect. And it's only one way to do it when it's more ways yeah. to do it. Yeah. Feeling like you have to be, you know, on your ones and twos all the time. You got the, especially as a millennial, you have to accomplish this now. You, girl, you got to have two hustles on the side and you got to have a college degree and a master's degree. You got to have, I'm just like, shit. You got to do a certain amount of time before you get a certain And still be married by 24 and have at least two and a half kids. I can't do it. I've never been that kind of woman and I have to stop allowing some of that to seep into my subconscious, right? Yeah. And uh, understand that the way I am is okay. Mm-hmm. And whatever woman I turn out to be, whether it's different from how I am today, 
you know, next year or 10 years from now that I'm doing the best I can. Mm -hmm. And I try to remember that also with my mom and my sisters and my grandmother that we all just out here trying to figure this shit out. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a manual. It's just... But I'm I'm trying to also do that with accountability in it too. Examining myself, reflecting, and making sure that I'm making the best decisions for myself and whoever I interact with. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, but I heard it all over my <laughs> But you got that going. I don't know. We I'm gonna go ahead and close this one out. Y'all wanted to say any last piece about this before I end the episode? <clears throat> Shout out to all the females out there. Just continue to yes. embrace yourself, love yourself, be yourself. Womanhood is a beautiful journey, y'all. It is is nothing else like us on this planet. Y'all have to understand the power that you have as a woman. And when you embrace that shit fully, I really believe, like, once we embrace this shit fully, we will be unstoppable. 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 You know what I'm saying? So just keep that in mind. And, uh... Let me know what you think. Um, I have the live episode streaming right now. You can still watch it after we end this um, on my Instagram. It's K Internet underscore the blogger. Um, I'll also try to put it up on the Let's Build Build Futures Instagram at Let's underscore Build Futures. And you can also listen to it on the LBF podcast. So this has been a great conversation. It has. Give me a shot. Until next time, you guys. Until next time. Bye. (laughs) See you later.